here's your host. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Live, Love, and Eat show. My name is Benedine Otto. I'm a certified transformational nutrition coach. I'm an EFT practitioner, and I'm also the managing editor of a magazine called the Live, Love, and Eat magazine. Now, our special guest today, and I'm very excited about this guest, is Anisha Anand. Now, Anisha left her career as a computer engineer after 15 years and decided to follow her passion for helping people, cooking, food, photography, and nutrition, and she created Heartful Earth Cuisine. Now, as a personal wellness chef and essential oils coach, Anisha strives to inspire and empower people to promote their health and wellness with food and the power of plants. She creates, cooks, and teaches nutritious recipes and meals in her home. Her goal is to bring back the power to reach your wellness goals back into your hands with food as medicine in your own kitchen. Now, Anisha believes that nutritious food can help us stay healthy and can also help us heal and recover. By working with individuals and families on their health goals, she incorporates key nutrients and ingredients in her custom recipes, workshops, and menus for each client and family to focus on their individual health needs. Now, Anisha loves to use and share the message of essential oils for health, wellness, reducing toxins in the daily routine for plant-based remedies, and of course, cooking. She personally uses essential oils daily from homemade products like mouthwash, back spray, to bathroom and kitchen cleaners. Essential oil diffusion as prevention and to support emotional and physical health and well-being. Not a day goes by without essential oils in her home. Anisha also offers one-on-one as well as group workshops on how to choose and use essential oils safely in your home and lifestyle. Anisha's writing and recipe creations have been featured in Live, Love and Eat magazine, the Bay Area Health and Wellness magazine of Houston, the Holistic Houston magazine, as well various by health coaches on their websites, blogs and health transformation programs. Anisha has also been a regular com- contributor to the Live, Love and Eat magazine for monthly recipes for almost two years. Welcome, Anisha. We are so happy for you to be here. Thank you so much, Bernadine. It's such a pleasure to be here. Now tell us, I think everybody wants to um, to hear, how did you get started in your career? Tell us your story. So um, I think it was about six years ago, um, you know, I was in the corporate job life and uh, a lot of stress, uh, long hours, and I started to learn about nutrition a little bit, and then um, I was using cooking uh, as stress relief, and I realized that was actually helping me, and the more I learned about nutrition, I realized I was actually very drawn to that and, and using food as medicine. And, um, you know, so I started learning more and, and doing more cooking. And I realized I really just love it. Um, 
plus I wanted to have a job where, you know, I loved engineering, but I wanted to have a job where I was uh, impacting people's lives and making a difference and helping them. So, um, you know, I sort of figured, okay, I love photography, I love cooking, I love food. Uh, you know, I'm really enjoying the nutrition aspect. Uh, you know, I started educating myself. And so I try to put all of that together. And then I discovered uh, United Personal Chef Association of United States. And that's kind of a professional organization for personal chefs. And I attended their conference. And, you know, I met all these amazing uh, chefs who go into people's home and prepare food for them. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I can do this. Uh, you know, I, I love cooking. And so it's kind of like I get to work with people. I get to help moms and families, um, you know, and um, so kind of just got started that way, um, you know, uh, providing those services as well as cooking classes. Um, so, you know, because not everybody wants to have the in-home chef services, but they just want to maybe learn how to um, do better at cooking for, for the children. That sounds amazing. Uh, now, um, I mean, you are doing such amazing work. Um, and what amazing about it is that you go to people's houses and you actually, um, you know, cook with them. You, you know, you show them how to cook and you plan their meals for them. Um, can you tell us a little bit, how do you do that? Do you assess um, everybody in the household, like every individual, are you looking at like um, what allergies do they have, you know, um, what type of food they like, what type of foods they don't like? How do you assess a, like a family of four? Yes. So um, basically, you know, a part of personalized cooking is basically getting to know the people that I'm going to be cooking for or offering the cooking class for. So before we even do anything, I actually sit down with them, preferably face to face. And, you know, we talk about it for almost an hour. And if it's a family of four, you know, the kids can be there. But but I prefer that everybody in the family is there together. Um, and I have a little bit of kind of a form system that I send them out, you know, a little document. I have them fill it out ahead of time. And, you know, um, my engineering background peaks there. I have a little spreadsheet. and you know, we go over, you know, foods they like and everybody's, you know, likes and dislikes as well as their health, health and wellness goals. What are they trying to achieve? Because, you know, cooking is very personal and, you know, what people will eat, it's very, very different. You know, over the past five years, I've realized everybody is so different in what they will eat. And, and especially when you're cooking with families with either allergies or health reasons or, even children, you know, it's, it's a lot of information. So I have to really focus on getting to know the family. So that's a part of, you know, my responsibility. And I always tell them that I'm going to be your partner, you know, and so you have to tell me everything because the more you tell me, the more you communicate, it's kind of like a marriage almost, mm -hmm. you know, if you don't tell me then I won't know because, you know, I'm still sort of an outsider and I am coming into your home and cooking for you or teaching you a class. So the more you are able to provide feedback and, you know, I definitely want to know if you loved something, but I want to know what you didn't love. 
So, you know, I don't take the negative feedback as a negative thing. It's actually a positive thing for me because, you know, if you don't, if something is too salty or too spicy or the kids didn't eat it, I really need to know. And then we can figure out how to go forward. You know, we, we change the recipe, we change the spices, you know, we change the vegetables, whatever is needed. So it's kind of an ongoing process and usually it takes me, you know, anywhere from a few weeks to maybe even a few months to kind of settle in with a family or a person and then kind of things go more smoothly. And even then we are always trying new things. And I'm, I've been really fortunate to have people who are very adventurous. <laughs> so, you know, a lot of times they'll tell me what they like and then I think the trust grows and they will trust my judgment and I'll just send them a picture of some new recipe I made and they'll say, oh yeah, we want that, you know, just do it. And they're okay with that. So I think it grows over time, but yes, I do try to really get to know them uh, and, and then do the regular feedback all the time. You know, the communication part is really, really important. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, did you ever like, um, you know, uh, make something that uh, someone didn't like it? You know, yes. the taste of that? It's happened. It happens, you know. So a lot of times I recommend. So I'm not telling them what to eat. I'm just using their uh, inputs to create the menus options for them and the menus and the options for them every week and that I let them choose you know from a variety and the variety is is pretty boss so sometimes I'll add new things and they're adventurous enough to try it and sometimes they're not going to like it and you know that's not a personal thing it's just that okay they didn't like this dish you know either we modify it or we just don't cook it again you know it just depends so yes it's going to happen like nobody's perfect I'm not going to produce you know, five dishes every week, you know, week after week, and them never dislike anything, you know, that's not possible. So I think it's just, we have to be realistic. It's understandable. Yeah. yeah. Um, what kind of, uh, you know, uh, do you do uh, for vegans, vegetarian, um, people that eat meat? Um, yes. Do you, uh, do you work with, um, I'm, I'm open to working with everybody because I truly believe that there is no one way of eating for everybody and everything is going to be different for each person. And it may even vary from, you know, month to month, depending on how their, their health is changing or progressing. So I think modifying things as we go along is going to be a part of the process. But yes, I've had families who were vegan and gluten-free and dairy-free and everything free and I've had keto clients and I've had paleo so you know and a lot of times my clients will also transform you know they'll start by just going low carb because it's too much and then slowly they'll become paleo and then maybe they'll jump into keto so they follow what works for them and they guide me in helping you know cook for them the right way as well so it changes it transforms for clients over time you know and sometimes we add new things sometimes we take away things it it's totally dependent on you know their goals and a lot of times they thank me and i i say no don't thank me i'm just a part of your process the fact is that you have chosen to do this you know because nobody can make somebody eat healthy 
And so, you know, when they lose weight and their blood pressure goes down or they get off blood pressure medication, you know, they want to hug me, but really I'm just preparing the food, but they're the ones eating it. So they're, they're the ones doing the discipline of not running out and getting, you know, some unhealthy food. And, and so it's the work that they're putting in as well. Yeah. I feel that, um, there's lots of people out there that, um, you know, they don't know really what to cook. They don't know what to eat, you know, um, and you know, people like you, (laughs) um, you know, it's, it's amazing that you can show them, you know, this is what we, this is what I cook, you know, this is a meal that I would eat at home, um, you know, um, and I think it's amazing because, um, you know, that's how people learn to cook and they also learn how to eat different foods, various yes. foods, you know, and how they can, you know, instead of telling somebody, um, just boil broccoli, for example. Um, And, you know, people think, oh my gosh, it's, you know, I can't just, or steam broccoli, you know, and they're like, oh my gosh, I can't eat it. You know, there's there's other ways that you can make it and it can taste amazing. Exactly. And a lot of times people are, you know, afraid of eating healthy, kind of afraid because they're just like, oh, it's going to be like bland and all sappy and like, steamed and boiled and, you know, and so I think it's really important for people to just have a little bit of an open mind sometimes and just have faith that, no, there are other ways of eating healthy. And, you know, I always remind people in my cooking classes too, that the more flavor, the more herbs and spices you have in your food is not not only going to help you eat the healthy meals, but it's also actually healthy for your body because, you know, flavor actually drives nutrition, you know, and um, the more flavorful the food, the more nutrients you're getting kind of, kind of a guideline. So if you're trying to eat boiled vegetables, then don't do that, you know, and then uh, a lot of times people are like, well, we eat salad and we're not going to put the dressing on. And, you know, and I'm like, actually, you want to put the dressing on because it's going to make it easier for you to eat the salad. Plus, you know, you're going to hopefully add a little touch of fat and allow the nutrients to be absorbed by your body. So don't do fat free 100%. You know, I mean, I'm not saying you have to use oil, but add some fat like olives or avocados or nuts or something. And, you know, even my dressings will be, you know, nut based. So you are getting healthy fats uh, from whole foods versus just you know putting oil on the salad and i mean and there's no harm in putting oil on the salad i mean olive oil is really good for you as well so in moderation you know obviously you don't want to just be eating fat all the time and again it's going to depend on the person you know if they're all following a keto diet it's a whole different situation yeah so yeah healthy fats healthy fats is uh it's good for you um you know, most people think that healthy fats are, you know, are not so good for you. But like you say, in moderation, you know, healthy fats is good for you. Now, um, I want to go uh, to another subject, and that is essential oils. And I know you are like, you are, you know, you use essential oils in everyday life. Um, and tell us a little bit about, you know, um, essential oils and why is essential oils so important important but you know to to use it every day yeah so 
I mean, my essential oil journey started about five or six years ago. And the re I think my first goal was how do I minimize toxins? Because toxins affect our health as well. You know, they affect our hormones and how our organs are functioning and all of that. So I was like, well, my mouthwash is blue. I don't want the blue mouthwash. How do I just make my own? You know, and I just Googled a few things. And then I was like, well, how can I make my own bath spray? And how can I make my own, you know, kitchen cleaner? And so I kind of started there, the minimize the toxin part. Um, and, you know, I, I found essential oils could help me with that. But then I realized the more I used them, that I could use them for so many other things things just like day-to-day -day stuff so you know uh the stress the emotions you know hormone support and it's sort of like food you know you're not gonna just eat food for one day and it's gonna you know people i i don't like the word cure because i i truly believe that if you give the body the right nutrients and the rest and everything it's going to do what it's supposed to do in a healthy manner so essential oils can be you know, such an important part of, it's kind of like another arrow in your quiver kind of thing, right? So you are already doing all the food. And I have a personal story with that as well. It's like, you know, I've done everything uh, with the food and, and yoga and, you know, well, I could probably do more exercise, but, uh, you know, the sleep and everything, but you feel like, okay, I can do a little bit better. So it's kind of like, even if you don't have any health issues and, you know, you could run like, um, you know, no offense to riding a bicycle, but you could ride a bicycle or you could ride a, you could drive a Ferrari. So, you know, I think it's improving your body's, I don't know, functioning or performance, you know? And so um, a lot of times women think that, you know, PMS is normal and this is, you know, one of those things where I always feel like, no, it's not. And I know that it's not. So, but I feel that essential oils were a huge factor for me there. Um, you know, and, and if you're already sleeping better, can you sleep even better? You know, those kind of things. So there's the whole reducing toxins in your daily life, but pathways in your body. You know, it's not like you're going to use is an essential oil and all the troubles are going to go away um but but i have used them for momentary support as well and that will work for some people at certain times you know um so i i feel that it's a really good tool to have you know it's not replacing anything it's you're adding something to do to have a better day or have a, a less toxic day in your house you know yeah. Yeah. I like essential oils. I think it's essential oils is very, you know, you have to have it in your life. And like you said, you can use it, you know, for everything. Um, now I want to ask you what free tips would you give to somebody who are struggling to live healthy? So I think health, choosing health and choosing to be healthy is a very personal choice. Um, so what I've really is that when you are trying to be healthy it has to come from the heart so you have to think about your why why are you trying to be healthy so I think you're going to be more successful if you know why you're doing it 
Um, and the why should be like a big thing. You know, you're doing it because you want uh, to be healthy for your family and your friends and, you know, you don't want to have a sluggish afternoon. I mean, whatever the reason might be and you want to perform better um, or, or, you know, there's so many reasons, but so knowing the why and, and then of course, I think the other important thing is listening to your body because if you're trying to eat healthy, a lot of times people get overwhelmed by, oh, you know, we want to follow this diet and we want to follow that diet. And oh, so-and-so lost weight by following this diet. And, you know, everything isn't going to work for everybody. And only you know what's going to work for you. So, you know, you may have a coach, like you, you offer coaching and the coach is going to guide you and you have to do your part of the work and say, okay, this is working for me and this is not working for me. But that's going to come from, you know, listening to your body and, and knowing. So I have a lot of clients who basically tell me like, I want to eat beets every day, or I want to eat quinoa only and I want to eat rice. I mean, they, they know what they want. So but that's because they're listening to their body and they, they're getting the feedback. And then the number three thing I think is, for example, for me, eating lots of vegetables is really helpful. Yeah. So finding your little yeah. thing of what's really going to help you. So you know, I may say that eat like six servings or 10 servings of vegetables every day is good for me. And it's probably going to help most people, right? But, you know, I think choosing food diversity is important. So, you know, when I say eat lots of vegetables, it kind of indirectly implies the food diversity part, you know, don't just eat the same five vegetables every week, maybe buy five different vegetables every week. You know, so kind of like it helps to eat the rainbow. Um, and then, you know, a lot of people think I'm vegan because I'm so always talking about vegetables, which is interesting. But I think the food diversity part is important, you know, not eating the same thing over and over. So no matter what kind of diet you're following, trying to focus um, on food diversity and maybe, maybe can I add a fourth one because I've become really passionate about this one is trying to find good sources of food you know like I know we don't always have that access or availability but every bit counts you know like buying stuff from the farmers and uh, eating organic and things like that because um, you know whatever is good for us is good for the earth and all of that kind of ties in together you know in today's world at least I love that. I just love that. Very great tips, you know, to, to live healthy. It was such a pleasure to have you today, Anisha. Um, and you're doing such amazing work out there. Um, thank you for being a guest on our show. Thank you so much, Bernadine. It was all my pleasure. I really appreciate you having me. It was so wonderful talking to you today. Thank you so much. Thank you.